What's going on people? I'm Tom Grennan. I am a boy from England who sings some songs and is having a pretty good run at it at the moment. But I'm here in Australia, loving life, living the dream and talking to the big man himself. Hello, welcome uh, to the next episode of Introducing. Uh, and thank you as well. I always say this, but it's true. Thanks for your feedback on our last episode with Bujira. Um, He failed to tell me in our chat that he was about to drop a song with Ed Sheeran, Two Step, it's out now, um, and do a shoot with Vogue magazine as well. He's done a lot since we caught up. Bujira, so lovely. And uh, yeah, thanks again for your feedback. Um, here we are with another change of pace. This is international English superstar from the small town of Bedford, Tom Grennan. You'd know him with that giant song, A Little Bit of Love. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing it, but he's got an unmistakable gravelly voice. It's beautiful. I can say that about another man. It's beautiful. We'll talk football very soon. Um, also his encounter with Australian cockroaches. Um, and which kook song gave him the confidence to sing and whether or not it is true that he was literally just handed a contract at a pub. Yeah. Um, he's also out here in September doing shows down the East Coast. Just Google Tom Grennan, two ends to see if there are any tickets available. This is my chat with Tom Grennan. Well, we're actually at Sony HQ in Sydney, and apparently uh, Mikey's told us that we're sitting behind the desk that Michael Jackson's bad went through. Yeah, among other big bad. things. It was bad. They're going to throw this out. Do what? They're going to throw it out no. in New York. Yeah, crazy. Sydney's mad for hard rubbish. They're like, I'll have it. No, this isn't rubbish. This is <laughs> this is beautiful. Um and looks very technical. Did you know what any of these buttons do? Nope. <laughs> Not one. Um there's a few things that have been like turned down or tuned turned don't know. <laughs> we can't even read A lot of buttons, buttons though, basically. When I DJed cool. years and years ago, I used to just put like Ministry of Sound annual CDs on and then right. I just turn up and down my headphones and yeah. everyone's like, like, you're amazing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was lovely to have you here. Um, yeah. how, how have you found Sydney so far? Here you've, you've seen animals in the opera house and all that stuff. I haven't seen any animals Oh, okay. Yet, that's I'm maybe, going well, maybe to that's today. to come. Oh, that's wow. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've spoiled anything. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I knew about it, but I'm looking forward to that. I've seen the opera house. Yeah. Um, and been over the bridge in a car um, but to be honest with you it's been a it's been a it's been an, a promo like trip yes. so work's kind of more important than than kind of seeing the sights I think next time I come out here on tour mm-hmm. I'll be able to kind of take in the take in the culture and and take in the sights and see see the pretty things where does Sydney sit uh, compared to your hometown of Bedford Bedford is <laughs> like Sydney yeah. On, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, Bedford is is a small town in in England, um, and not much goes on to be honest with you. Um, but it's home, and I love it, and I'm very proud to be from there. Bedford has this thing about it where, like, if you're from it, it's the best place in the world, um, and you're very passionate f- and proud of being from there. So, like, for example, when I met my girlfriend, um, she was like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Bedford." She was like, oh my God, my dad's from Bedford. And then I was like, 
you're perfect. You, like, <laughs> my I parents will love you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I like I buzz about being from Bedford, and, and like again, my girlfriend's like, why do you, why do you love Bedford so much? Well, where's your girlfriend from? Is she from like Paris or something? No, she's 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 from Hertfordshire, which okay. is up the road. It sounds more fancy. It, it, it's not. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, both, see, because we're being both, from Australia, because yeah. I've only really been to London. Yeah. I always think if you've got a sheer at the end or a shire or however you pronounce it, yeah, it sounds yeah. like Ooh. yeah. Well, Bedford has Bedfordshire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that's like the county. You're just not as up yourself as yeah. No, that's the county. That's that's right. the whole thing. So Bedfordshire in itself like has nice nice parts, but then it also has like yeah, yeah. shit parts. Are your family all from there, or did they move there? Yeah. So my mum, my mum's from Bedfordshire. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's from Ireland. Right. Um. He moved to England when he was like thirty, mm. something like that. Met my mum. Yeah. And the rest was history. Was it a big footy town, like football town? Um. We don't have like. Like, for example, like Manchester has Man United or Man City, Liverpool has Liverpool, London has Arsenal, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, all these kind of different teams. Bedford has Bedford Town, but like mm. they're they're like Sunday league t- football teams. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's not like crazy. So that's why like I support Man United like and, and like I support Man United because my family support them, but we haven't got a team to be like, say, oh, well... I'm from here, so I need to support this place. Right. Do you know what I mean? But, but is there an area that if you supported that, you'd be a bit of a knob? Um, <laughs> well, you can't go for Chelsea? Not, no. Oh, no, 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 okay, no. that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, again, like, say if you support, if, you, if you're from South London mm. and you support Arsenal, yep. then you're probably a knob because really <laughs> yeah. you, should be, you should be supporting, I get you. like, Crystal Palace yeah. or or. Chelsea. Yeah. But if you've got no team. Yeah, exactly. You and I should do a sports podcast. This Um, is going in a whole different way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I love talking about sport more than football. I mean, more than music. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) I've only got music stuff prepared. I love it too. I'm joking. So let's do that then. How did music come in then? You're in Bedford. um, Your dad's from Ireland and your mum's from Bedford and you're kind of just kicking around. Mm -hmm. Did you hear something on the radio or are your parents musical? No. No. Um, music was never a thing that I thought I'd be doing. It was never like, uh, I was never fascinated with it. I was never, I love, I love, I liked it. What were you listening to when you were a kid? Um, a lot of like hip hop, right? Eminem, Dre, The Game, 50 Cent. Yeah, right. Um, Exhibit, DMX. Wow. Yeah. I so, did, would not have expected that. Yeah. <laughs> that um, And a lot of like UK grime. So yeah. like Skepta in the early days, Jeremy, Frisco, Dizzy Rascal. So you were um, never in the Oasis versus Blur camp? It just no. It didn't matter to you? Not really. No. Nah. Wow. That was my music when I was kind of like just listening to music on my uh, iPod, for example. Right. Never thought I'd ever do music. Um, cause I played football. I was, I was a big footballer. The dream was to become a footballer and I, I was pretty good, played for a few good teams. And then, I'm, and then at the age of about 17, I got dropped from, from the team I was playing with and I was going to go to America and play, play. I got offered a scholarship to go over there and I kind of was like, nah, this ain't for me anymore. So I kind of need to figure out what I want to do. And... I didn't ever drink. So like in, in England, I don't know what it's like over here, but like 
when you hit teenage 15, 16, 17, 8, yeah, 16, 17, 8, yeah, they, there's a lot of house parties, a lot of like underage drinking, going to, going to the park, having a drink and all that. Yeah. I wasn't really into that. So like I've had my first beer when I was like 17. Um, and that was just after football and under the influence of a lot of alcohol at that time, I got the confidence to, to sing. And there was a karaoke karaoke machine there at this party I was at. And then I jumped on, started singing. And what was the song? It was Kooks. Oh, I love that Seaside. Kooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed the Kooks when that uh, Inside In, Inside Out came out yeah, on the rooftop of their studio in Putney. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Oh, that was the best. Album. Are so, the best. Still, still good. Yeah, they're still great. Um, and a short song too, so that's very uh, respectful to the karaoke party. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. Two minute song, yeah, like, on, yeah, on, on yeah. And off. Oh, but then as soon as people start started to telling me I was good, I was like, "Give me some more, give me yeah, some more." Right. Um, Let's do Ula now, Ula. Yeah, but then that's where I was like, "Oh, I like, like I could, I like doing this music thing." And then some of the music boys from school were like, "Do you want to help us do this performance for this A level thing?" In this band, I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. Because, again, I didn't ever have the confidence without having a drink mm. to sing. Ended up doing it and I loved it, got the bow for it. And that's when I was like, I need to listen to more music. And I need to really dive into different genres of music. And that's where my love of like indie music came. Like, for example, Kooks, Bombay Bicycle, Arctic Monkeys... Um, Tame Impala, mm. um, loads of different types of guitar music, and then pop music. Like I listen to my mum's like, like I'm a big Elton John fan, big Queen fan. Yeah. Um, I and I love that kind of old old pop. Do you know what I mean? But then I started getting into like, I don't know. I love Justin Bieber. Um, I love like. I love all pop music, mm. to be honest with you. Um, but it, it was kind of from from the moment I started singing, went in, then going to gigs. I'd never been to a gig. My first gig was a, was a Kooks gig. And then I started going to loads of different gigs and getting into all, all these different scenes, really into like ska music. Um, there's a band called The Skints who are amazing. Um, Gentleman's Dub Club got into all that kind of stuff stuff then I got into a bit of like when I went to uni got into like house music and, and stuff like that so like music did really become like the religion in a sense do you know what I mean like and now obviously it still is mm. and I can't believe like and I wish I was I was a kid who did music because god I'd be a genius <laughs> <laughs> well you'd be able to use these tests yeah exactly but um <laughs> But so hang on quickly. So it's yeah. me and Luke Pritchard that we can thank for you being here right now. Kind of, kind <laughs> in of, in a weird way. Obviously, yeah. your talent as well. Yeah, but like, <laughs> obviously, throughout the years, I've and when I first did it, I didn't sound the way I sounded, and I've had to find my own voice. I was going to ask you about that because obviously your voice is incredible. Like it's thank one you. of a kind. Thank you. Did you work on it, or did yeah. that just kind of fall out of you? No, no, no. Like I, when I first started singing, I started like imitating people's voices, like Alex Turner. Oh, yeah. Like I used to sing with like a Sheffield accent. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not from Sheffield. I'm not a Northern and I need that to change. Or, or like Paolo Natini, I kind of like, oh, yeah. I like imitated his voice. And I was like, I need to get out of that because if I want to do my own thing and be my own person, and I've always 
wanted to do that with whether it's like fashion or or I've always wanted to stand out or be a bit different from the rest. So I was like, if I want that, if I want that in my music, then I need to obviously find what Tom Grennan does and not be some pub singer down down in Bedford. So then I went to university after being in this band and doing like loads of covers and stuff. And I uh, taught myself how to play guitar at uni. I wasn't, well, like university at home is like going out, go all the time, drinking loads. I wasn't, that wasn't me. I kind of stayed in, stayed in my room and, and taught myself how to play guitar. Yeah. Um, smoked a lot of weed at that point. <laughs> don't do it anymore. But like, it was one of them, I was one of them guys. Yeah. And um, so now, now that you've made it, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I saw Tom hanging around uni. You see that guy that was in his room all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the guy that's yeah, like, like in the front of NME now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then I started writing songs because I didn't like playing other people's songs on the guitar because I couldn't, I couldn't really do it because yeah. I only knew knew a few chords. And then melody kind of happened, and I was like, "Well, I've got this melody, I've got the chords." I might as well try writing as well. And that's when I started writing. What was the first song you wrote? Something in the Water. Yeah, right. Which is one, yeah, which is the song that kind of got people's attention. Absolutely. And uh, when I wrote that song, I was like, this sounds like a song. And it sounds like a good one. Did you have anyone like in your crew or in your family or friends that would back you up? Or was that all just you? Because I always think... Like in the sense maybe of back me up in in terms of yeah it is good like to give you that confidence like oh you yeah. there is something here yeah yeah definitely okay. like my self belief only takes you so far <laughs> yeah 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 definitely like my core friends at home like my circle of like proper proper true mates would be would be like wow this is this is you need to go out and now play these couple of songs and that's what I did like I went and basked for a bit I went and pub gigs as much as I could little club gigs just to get as just to get I never had the thought of I'm going to get signed and I want to get a record deal I just liked playing the songs because for me this, these were all these feelings going on inside me and I was putting them into a song and it was kind of me putting putting that feeling and that stress or that or that kind of coping mechanism for me to kind of put it onto somebody else and say listen these are my feelings, but now singing them to you, I'm kind of closing the door on that and you can have them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I got signed in a pub. In, yeah, in is Kendrick it as easy pub. as the internet suggests where you got discovered and got handed a contract? Because that just seems to be like the dream yeah. or the scene in every movie. It was basically like that, yeah. Um, there was I was in a pub, someone came out and was like, are these your songs? I was like, yeah, they are. And then they were like, do you have an email? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, cool. And then the next morning I had like, I don't know, like a hundred emails from like different record labels, different p p publishers, different lawyers, different managers, all these. And I was like, whoa. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. But then I signed for the guy who who who, who, who discovered me and, and uh, it's been a kind of whirlwind from there. Do you know what I mean? It's been crazy. Is he still in your life, that man? Like I still talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he moved on. He went. He went to a different, different record label and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what was the moment when you were signed? Which now you obviously think to yourself, well, this is a job now. Something I love, and it's a job, and people mm -hmm. obviously give like validation for the things I'm writing and singing. I think the day I got signed, I was like, well, now the hard work starts here. Um, and I think for me. 
Because things seem to happen pretty quick after that point. Yeah, like six months. Uh, like so I'm starting at the beginning the pub happened six months later I was playing in a park with Chasing Status in front of like 75,000 people and I could see the pub that I played in wow. like, on the stage and there was 25 people in this pub and six months later there was 75,000 so for me that was pretty like surreal and pretty like where I went do you know what I could do this how do you end up on that stage that quickly? Because you've made it sound like yeah, <laughs> just no, like you just walked across the road. Yeah, no, no, no. Chase <laughs> How do you know those Chase guys? Chase's heard, heard something in the water. Yeah, because the guy who signed me sent it to him, and they really wanted to use that song for for their song. And I was like, nah, I don't feel like this is a Chase and Status song. But I've got this other song that could really work. Um, I went into the studio, played them the song, and they were like, this is sick. And then we worked on it together. It was kind of like the backbone. It was like the skeleton of a song, um, and then we made it into a into a song. And then I was still at uni at that point, and I uh, I was a big Chaser States fan anyway. And I went back into the into my into my kind of um, bedroom, um, like a happy hall, place, like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> halls. And it was like called halls. And yeah. I spoke to like people who went uni. I was like, bloody, hell, I've just been in studio with Chaser Status and. I sent them, I showed them this song that I was writing here that you lot have heard and they were like, really? That, and like, obviously we were buzzing and I was like, I don't think anything will happen from it though. Like, it's just one of them things. And then I got a call maybe like two weeks later get saying, we're going to use it as our first single back. Do you want to come and headline Wireless Festival? And I was like, <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> let me check my diary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me check the diary. And then, yeah. But throughout the years, like it's been it's been hard work and it, and like I make it sound like oh it came very easy and it didn't like I, I've worked to get to this point and like people still ask me now like do you feel like you've made it and I'm like no nah, I don't because like the vision that I've got from for where for, for where I think my career is gonna go is is to the top and I'm right now I'm on this like steady roller coaster that that just keeps gradually going up and up and up and and for me, I don't see like I've had this like boom straight to success, and then have that pressure of like shit. I've got this, and now now I've all, I don't feel like I've got that. I feel like I've got this steady build and and this gradual build. Build which for me, like I want longevity in this thing. I don't want to just be here for a minute. I want to be here for like forever. So yeah. Um, as in my music for Of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about, so that was like, it feels like two years after the Chase and Status song, um, your debut album came out. Yeah. What was that two years like? Was that um, non-stop thinking about album or was it the album no. kind of teetering along in the background? Yeah, like when I came out of uni, I started, I jumped into the studio, went straight into like recording and writing my first album and I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest with you. I'd never like been someone who thought about an album so I was kind of just writing songs and I wrote loads and loads of songs with various different people and it kind of was like well let's put it these the best songs into an album so really that album didn't really make too much sense to me um but for other people like it's it's an album that they love and they will they will they will always love and it was an album for me that help me find my voice help me find my way in into 
into the music industry and kind of gave me the breathing space and I didn't get dropped. Do you know what I mean? Which was, <laughs> yeah. which was good. Um, yeah. But for me, it was, it wasn't an enjoyable process. The first album, everybody says their first album was their most enjoyable. It wasn't for me. Yeah. I, I, Why do you I, think that was? Do you think it was just too many influences from different places mm, telling you what you should be doing or a little bit? Yeah. A little bit. Um, and also like I didn't have like you said I didn't have, have much say in the album um, and I just thought that's how albums are made I felt I felt like I just wrote the songs and then and then everybody else had had their say in what was going to happen what was going to look like what it was going to call, call, be called I didn't actually name the album like it matches myself do you know what I mean right that was, oh, yeah, so that must feel yeah, like wasn't, you don't like, really own it I don't yeah, this, this is yeah yeah and like and I don't. I feel bad saying it because it's put me in a like it put it went top five. It mm. was, it yeah, was, it was huge. It was a good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a big record. Yeah, but and he had a song. It was the song from the, the debut album. Was it that made it on FIFA yeah, as well? Yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that must have given you a whole new scope of fans too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. And to be on FIFA, like like I said, I was a big. I'm a, I'm a big football fan. So to have that. You know, FIFA was incredible, but like I say, and like I don't feel like I have a massive connection to that to that record because of what I've just said. Mm. But it gave me the breathing space and it gave me the time to figure out what I wanted to do musically. And then um, I toured it, and then went back into the into the studio and started my second album. And that's where I really kind of was like, right, you lay down some laws and some yeah, ground rules here, basically, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I just need to, to get on with this myself. I know what I wanted to write about. I know what I wanted it to sound like. And I did you pick the title? And I knew what I wanted it to be called. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I'm proud of you. I'm yeah. Proud of you for calling your second album what you want. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, that's where I fully was like, oh wow, now I'm, now I feel like an artist. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been a ride, man, for sure, yeah. and uh, and and but it's been an f- unbelievable one. Like, and if it ended tomorrow, then I would be, I would. It's one of those ones where it'd be like, wow, like I can't believe I've done these things. Do you know what I mean? Well, tell us about a little bit of love then. The song yeah. I would assume is the song that just went, went bunta and blew you up yeah. internationally. We say bunta here. I'm bunta. not sure if that yeah, translates like that. to you. I like that. Yeah. What song went bunta for you? Does yeah. Jules Holland need to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> I've um, learned from the best. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that that song and what it means to you. Yeah, a little bit of love was was definitely the bunta tune. <laughs> there you go. Um, we'll put that on the poster. Yeah. It well, it came out during a time that we all that we were all like going through together and that was obviously lockdown lockdown for me like I was had just fin- I, I was just about to put Everin Road out in like March and then m- maybe like two weeks before I was meant to put it out the lockdown hit and I and we everybody went whoa let's not put this record out now I said I didn't want to put a record out then because one like we were all going through like a scary time and music was like at at that time it wasn't what people were thinking about people were thinking about their health family loved ones and all that so and same I wasn't in a I wasn't in a headspace to put out a record so I was like let's hold off let's hold off but and like kind of like get and adapt to what lockdown is going to be and and for me lockdown was a space where I needed to be because 
I had a lot of stuff going on in my life with different things. And I was in a bit of a dark, dark space. So I moved back with my mum and dad. And it was a time where I needed to kind of reset. I got fit through lockdown, mentally, physically. I found really what I want, who I wanted to be, what I, what kind of person I wanted to be. I was, I was done with being a dickhead because I was, I was definitely a dickhead. Dickhead creeping in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like not with like I think just not with like music, yeah, like yeah. with all fame, whatever we want to yeah. call it. It was more like it was more with I don't know. I was surround, I was surrounding myself with the wrong people who were taking advantage of me and I was kind of sucked into it, into that. And I then started doing silly things. You know what I mean? So anyway, I got, I went home and, and I said to myself, well, while I'm home and I'm in this space that I've finally, I can say that I'm like clear headed. and I don't know what to, I want to do. Let's like, let's just, put music out now let's and like let's be positive in this in this situation and I don't want to this could really really affect like people in a positive way if if we're putting out music that will relate and I and I thought little bit of love would do that because it was about like realizing like you need to love yourself more is the most important thing but like just showing a little bit of love to anybody can like change somebody's life or day or whatever and I I put it out and it really connected and it was a different kind of thing because usually when a song connects you're here there everywhere promo doing different countries speaking to different people and I watched it kind of blow up from my from my living room. I think I interviewed you yeah, from your house on the couch, and you just had to move your car. Like yeah. that's the kind of yeah. we never got those insights with people. You'd come in with yeah. normally an entourage yeah, and whatever yeah. else. It's lovely to see you. And like yeah. we just got this insight into your lounge room. Yeah. You're like I got to move the car, dude. I'm yeah, like, no yeah. worries. <laughs> but that was, it was kind of a surreal experience for us too. It was like yeah. change, but it still changes the way. Like I think we're speaking to people now, even that we would have never have spoken to before, just because everyone's so cool with Zoom and stuff now. Like I think. Yeah. In a weird way we're taking some of the good things and yeah. keeping them but it's, it's also nice, nice to, to have back. you here yeah, oh yeah, mate yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. nice to be yeah, sitting I'm kind of done with Zoom and that <laughs> yeah, now, actually, yeah I'll take yeah. that back yeah. <laughs> I'll take that back yeah it is good to see um, so are we taking because you're in Australia now and um, you're, you're coming back for some shows I will say before we talk about the September shows back in Australia a pretty special show for you back home on your actual birthday, is that right? No, it's not my birthday oh is this Wikipedia again? <laughs> yeah well no yeah it is Wikipedia lies, It could have been man. a press release, oh, but really? I won't throw anyone under the bus. If, right. Let's, I'm, say I'm, let's just say it's my birthday. I'm now going to say It's yeah. a birthday show. It's, a, it's four days before my birthday. Well, it's not bad. So it's like the same week. We the Queen's birthday three months after her birthday. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've got the same birthday as the Queen. Oh, do you? Her yeah. actual birthday or the public holiday? Her actual, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's the 8th of June, my birthday. Okay. So maybe that's a real, but who knows? And June She's five in Bedford, is that correct? June fourth. Okay, four. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. But no, sorry, mate, we were doing so well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's a big hometown show, Dude. fifteen thousand people, yeah. and it's a celebration more than anything. Um, I feel like I'm a local boy, and who's doing who's doing some crazy things, and and everybody's behind me. Yeah. Um, but again, like, I don't see it as my show. I see it as like 
Bedford show. Yeah. And like, it's just going to be... Bedford show around your birthday-ish. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm taking all the glory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just going to, like I said, a celebration and and, and uh, hopefully it doesn't rain because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. outside. Um, um, tell but, us about the new song, Remind Me, because I was listening to it again last night in preparation for, for chatting to you. It, it does, I hate the word anthemic, but it kind of, that's what it I love that like. word. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Who doesn't want cliche. an anthem? Well, that's true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just really bad. It's weird. It's probably a bad trait for me in um, music and media because I, I'm very bad at describing things. I always right. go, that was good. And it comes across <laughs> like really like not, not very genuine, but anthemic. What, what, how, yeah. do, how does that song sit for you? How do you feel about that song? Um... Because it's a belter, yeah, it's a belter <laughs> for sure. It's a def, it's an, it's a new, adv- it's a new chapter for me, new adventure. It's, it's, um, it's a song that I wanted to. Well, at the time of writing it, like it's kind of fallen into this thing of, it feels like everybody's connecting again. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's happening. And this is what the song's about, like meeting that person again and going, oh my god, like I've missed you. Why did we stop seeing each other? Why did why did this kind of relationship kind of break off? Like we're we're meant to be together, or or why have we not been to this place in so long? Like the memories that we've got at this place was that your belly that rumbled? <laughs> I thought that might have been the chair. Oh then. my god! I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> you could you Anything could, like you could sample that. <laughs> 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 if only we knew how. I know, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, one of them songs basically that kind of transports you back into that, yeah. into them good good times. And this, I've finished my third record now. It's written. It's 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 done. It's just a few more production. Pe- pe- Got the title sorted out. I do, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good one as well. Okay, good. Um, but it's. It's colourful, man. It's playful. It's exciting. It's fun. It's it's uh it's uplifting. It's up. It's the tempo is just just one of those tempos that you just want to just dance to or yep. or you know drive down bomb like wherever yep. Bondi and be like yes yes I know what, street yeah Bondi. do you know what I mean yeah it's one sure. of those ones um so I'm excited man and and I'm happy mate I'm I'm in the best place I've ever been I know what I want I know what I'm doing like I'm in love I'm just I'm I've finally things are just falling into place and I'm like I understand what's going on now right. and I feel like I'm yeah I feel like a man, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's finally. good to have you here. Thank, well, we've got September 22 in Melbourne. Max, watch you're playing some great venues. Factory Theatre in Sydney on September 24, and then Brisbane September 25. You'll hear, you'll be here around AFL Grand Final time. I know, too. buzzing. I'm definitely so wanting wing, a wing, ticket nudge, to nudge that. If anyone wants to, well, I wasn't thinking tickets. I was thinking of getting you out there at halftime entertainment. Oh, mate, even better. You got an answer? How now. much are you paying? I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, it's for the love of the nah, game. I'm joking. <laughs> um, before I let you go, though, this is a podcast called Introducing. It's all about introducing people to you, and 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 then I would like you, if you can, think of someone that you're listening to, or you'd like to introduce someone to who's listening now that is a mate of yours. That's got a great tune. It's just a song that we all know that you love. Like anything, you'd like to point us in the direction of. Yeah. Um. And take your time. We're not live. Yeah. No. I, I, to be honest with you, like right now, I'm listening to a lot of different music, but I'd love to like introduce you to a to a to a friend and a guy called Koji Radical. I don't know whether you've heard him no, about him a cool over name. here. Yeah, he's wicked. Um, he's just had an album out. Um, and I can't give you any exact tune because most of them are like unreal. So the name Koji Radical is 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 a name that you lot should be 
listening to and and hearing about lyrically unreal touches on a lot of different topics um that are important and cool geezer do you know cool what I mean geezer. cool geezer so yeah Koji Radical definitely check him out and um you won't be disappointed. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Tom, lovely to speak to you. Good to speak we'll to you as well. September. Everybody who's listening as well, make sure you come to the shows. Um, honestly, I, I'm so lucky to be over here and uh, your country is is not too far from home as it feels like. I feel like I'm, I'm one of you already and um, I'm here to be everybody's favourite English boy. I keep saying it, but I'm, it's facts. And uh, Although I did hear you had some cockroaches in your room. Yeah, I, I did. Have, about oh that my God. On behalf of Australia. I shit myself. <laughs> I went for my morning poo, mate. Morning poo. And I sat down. I went, oh my God. Yeah. And ran out of there quickly. Yeah, we'll get rid of those for you for September. Yeah, nah, I've heard they fly at you. Oh, mate, they're every, they do everything. Yeah, no, once you see the spiders, though, all of a sudden the cockroaches won't matter. Yeah, I'm all good for that. Everything wants to kill you here, man. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. us, though, not in here. No, no, no. But no, thanks everybody who's supporting the journey so far as well. I love you, and bro, you're a legend. Cheers, Thank you, man. Thanks, mate.